Thanks for tuning in to No Cap, the internet's silkiest podcast. I'm Jason Priestess. He is the legendary Tyvis Powell. How are you today, my man? Jason, come on, man. You know I'm always, <laughs> every week, you know I'm doing good. You know, I gotta been, ask. You know, I've been really, as of lately, I've been thinking about, you know, just being appreciative of life, you know? Like, even even a, a homeless man, like, have something to be thankful for. Like, you know, there's a lot going on in the world, obviously, you know, even though things is kind of cleaning up and getting a little bit better, you know, everybody's still not where they want to be. And, you know, I just be sitting, I just be waking up and I'll be thinking about like, man, you know, I'm alive today. You know, I got a healthy daughter, a beautiful wife, you know, who still loves me at times. <laughs> <laughs> most of the time, right? Most yeah, of most time. of the time. <laughs> and, you know, you, you got, I'm, I'm able to move, I'm able to work out and still train. You know, it's just a lot to be thankful for, you know, and I think, you know, with the, the times that we're going through, people tend to overlook those things. And, you know, it's just, you know, it's all about just being appreciative. And that's where I'm at in my life right now. Always a good outlook to have. And you're right, man. We have so much to be thankful for and tough year. But like you said, man, so many things still still going well for us. I thought about you uh, the other day. I saw. Just for, wow. Really? <laughs> I, wow. Saw, I, I saw Snoop. Snoop Dogg rage quit a game of Madden after he went down 21 to nothing. You saw that video? Yeah, you know what? (laughs) (laughs) You you would never do something like that, would you? Listen, I'd have been there many a day, Jason. Many a day. People don't understand, man. These video games really... Cause it's like your your competitive edge, your competitive nature is still there. It's just to to lose in the fashion, man. It it's funny because he, he was really upset. I've been there before. It's been that now, I ain't throwing my controller or nothing like that. Cause these controllers is expensive nowadays. But it's been many a day, man, where it's just you just got to cut the system off, man. You just got to be done with it for a day. Yeah, I mean, my my Madden days are uh, in the past, but whew, man, sometimes you just getting beat on, and you you gotta do something, and yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta put the controller down, man. Because <laughs> if you keep playing it, man, it's just gonna get worse. You just gonna be mad at everybody. Then you take your anger out on somebody that ain't even got nothing to do with it. Yeah, and the best part was he was streaming that on Twitch, and he <laughs> quit the game. He left his Twitch running for eight hours. So I'm sure he came back to just thousands of comments <laughs> clowning on him. And <laughs> it was it, it was hilarious. I, I really enjoyed that video, man. <laughs> Another good news this week. I went to the Blue Jackets game on Tuesday. Oh, you you know you're a huge fan there, right? Did they win, did they win for you? They did four to okay. one. It was okay. nice. It was nice. Everything went well. Uh, they only had a few thousand in the stands. It was you know first live event I've been to in over a year. Uh, felt so good to pay eleven dollars for beers again. <laughs> <laughs> it's only gonna go up, man. You know they done missed out on money, so they got to try to get it back. But yeah. Yeah. To had a live experience is, is priceless. So, yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. I had a good time. And, you know, we're starting to see some momentum right now with vaccines and uh, timelines moving up. I, I just get this feeling that, like, you know, we're close, man. We're we're finally took a what, 12 months straight of taking L's and we're finally, finally getting some wins going. Man. Hey, listen, listen, you know, what? it's how I look at it. The ball, you know, when you bounce a ball, right? The ball has just hit the ground and it's on its way back up. That's where we at right now. The ball has just touched the ground. So, you know, you know, we got some momentum. We moving in the right direction now. 
I love it. We got to open up too because man, people are going crazy at home. We got we got dudes on the internet paying six figures for digital NBA highlights. That is absurd, man. I I, I really <laughs> you imagine. I can't believe it. Like, wow. If I had some money, man, I would buy it just to. I need. It's got to be like one of them LeBron plays, though, because you know he people love him forever. So you know you got to have one of them crazy things that he did and just I sit on it for about five years <laughs> until the buyer you just go through the roof did sell it you better hope it's not like a beanie baby thing because you're gonna be sitting on a two dollar highlight but you got guys you you gotta sell it when it's hot man (laughs) that's the key it's one of these bubble markets kind of like they're they're nfts non-fungible tokens so they're like kind of perfect baseball cards because they never like get bent or anything like that you don't have to grade them And, and and just like the card market, I mean, there's going to be some bubbles and bursts and, and ups and downs. And But that is the thing, though. It's like you can always just get right on YouTube, man. It just I don't get little... it. Yeah. This is the sign you're getting old when you start seeing more and more things. You just shake your head at it and say, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't understand it. I can't. Man, $100,000 for a six-second LeBron James dunk video. I mean, it's a nice dunk, though. It is a nice dunk. <laughs> but I guess you own the copyright. So you like you own, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Like, maybe can you say, like, all right, this, I own this video. I don't want it on YouTube. Can you do that? No, I think there are several versions sold of it. I think there are several copies, I should say, sold of it. Well, it is not no good, then. Hey, you're, pre- <laughs> you're preaching the choir. I don't get it. I'm old. I don't get it at all. But, somebody uh, got to somebody gotta hit us up in the comments and, and, <laughs> and tell us because we do, I need to know. I don't help, get it. Help us understand this. Yeah, but we got we to gotta open some things up and get outside because, man, you're dropping 100K on a, on a video. Uh, you can find No Cap on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and elsewhere. We're so thankful for your support. Uh, I've already shipped several batches of show stickers. Uh, send us email to nocappod at 11warriors.com. Include your shipping address, and we'll send you some of those no-cap stickers to slap on your computer, whatever else you want to do. They're beautiful. Got some really good news this week. Ohio State announced the start of spring football. Yes, sir. It's about time. <laughs> right? Waiting on this moment for a year, for a year now. Because they took it last year. I think we got two practices last year, and they're like, nope, it's over. Corona's yeah, here, man. Okay, so let's not celebrate early then. You know, we got to make it to practice three first. <laughs> <laughs> before we get loose. March 19th, things kick off here in Columbus. 15 practices in 29 days. And uh, are, they, are the guys looking forward to it, you think? Or is spring one of those things you're like, ugh? I mean, no, I think that with that, you know, listen, I'm going to tell you right now, <laughs> they probably at the Woody Hayes facility, if it's anything like it was when I was there, they probably been reminded so many times about the loss against Alabama that they're ready to turn the page. So they're probably extremely excited to get out there and, you know, get to fix the things that they struggled with last year, you know, make this team a better team. Cause I mean, we got a lot, we got a lot of pieces that we gotta, we gotta feel, you know, so we, they definitely need to get out there and get rolling. I think they're excited to do it. I hope so. The 2021 spring game has been announced for April 17th. Uh, sounds like some fans will be allowed in, even though they're not going to sell tickets. Gene Smith said he wanted to kind of welcome Frontline people, if possible, the nurses, doctors, custodians, bus drivers are some of the professions he he mentioned, the people that have made so many sacrifices uh, for a long time now. So love that. Good move from Gene. I won't be able to go as a fan, but he's a he's a stand up guy, isn't he? Look at the guy, man. Shout out to Gene. Man. I know. 
Uh, you know, I did a lot for the university as well. I gave my whole right wrist there. I, my right wrist will never be the same. I can't even bend it all the way now. You know, you think I, you think that'd get me some pool to get in? You trying to get in? I, I think you could probably make a call and say, let me come on the sideline. And they'll, they'll do I it. see that. You know, I think if I was like a, a Joey Bosa or an Ezekiel Elliott, Mike Thomas, one of those big names like that, maybe it would work. But I'm just... I'm just little Tyrus Powell, man. Hey, you know, Tyrus. <laughs> I thought your dude was a defensive coordinator, man. You you know the right people right now. Yeah, but you know, was, yeah, you know, I just the the name just doesn't jump out at people. You know what I'm saying? It's not like you know people are eager to see Tyrus Powell at the game. I'm just you know, yeah, I'm not saying they got to honor you. I'm just saying that. You know, you could probably hang on the side. Like Kerry was telling the dudes, young players at the WAC last year, you were a legend. They were showing that Michigan highlight and, <laughs> and telling guys, you just call them up and say, hey, it's me, the legend. I'd like to watch the game from the sideline. <laughs> you know what? It's worth, I guess it's worth the shot. No, right. we'll see. I'm going to have to see what, I, let's see what my name, how, if I hold any weight, got any pool. <laughs> I think you can make the side. Well, I mean, it's still a COVID thing, but I, I think I think you could maybe get on the sideline. We'll have to see. You should try it, man. Can't hurt, right? Hey, the worst thing they could do is tell me no. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Some important items for Ohio State to take care of this spring. Dan Hope wrote a piece on 11 Warriors, kind of running through some of these. And, you know, the first one was reps, how big reps were, because this, you know, we just talked about this is a team that didn't really have a spring last year and played five regular season games. So a lot of guys need reps. Uh, Definitely. That's. I mean, we got a whole new quarterback coming in. You know, Coach Combs is going to install his version of the defense. You know, I'm pretty sure he's going to keep a lot of the old things, but, you know, he want to put in some some curveballs in there. So, you know, they definitely need the reps at that. You know, you got a bunch of young guys from high school that's coming to fill in important positions. Yeah, reps, the more you do, you know, the more you get to go against your teammates, the better you'll be. You know, that's like anything in life. You know, the more you do it, the better you'll get. So reps is definitely important. Yeah, some of those, you know, the Alabamas and Clemsons played a lot more games last year. So their younger players got more reps, got more game action, got more practice action than than what you saw in the Big Ten. So big deal there. You touched on the quarterbacks, got a new one this year. What's that like for you know, you're going to have C.J. Stroud, Jack Miller, and then freshman Kyle McCord all in the battle. I mean, I don't, I'm sure that Dave may have a favorite right now. And a lot of fans think Stroud's going to win that battle, but it's, it's still wide open and, and the best man should win. What's it like as a young player knowing that, you know, you and maybe two of your friends or two people on the team with you are competing for that wide open spot? I mean, honestly, you know, it's one of those things where you just got to show up and be the best you every day. You know, it's not any bad blood. Like for the perfect example was I got to watch Cardell and JT go at it, you know, for the starting role um, our last season at Ohio state. And, you know, honestly, you would think uh, that since you're competing against each other, that, you know, they'll hold out on each other or they won't hold, give you share information with each other or they wouldn't kick it as much. And it was the exact opposite. You know, they was, they helped each other, you know, it's like, cause I mean, at Ohio state, you got to think like, if I don't win, I want the best man to win. Like, I mean, this is still, you know, the, the team that I'm playing for and I want to win games and do everything I can to help this team win games. So, mm-hmm. you know, you just, you be there for each other. It's a brotherhood thing, you know, like 
yeah, we're competitive. We're competing against each other, you know, for this position. But, you know, outside of this, you know, you're still my friend. You know, you're still my homeboy, you know, whatever. We're still going to hang out. And it was it was kind of cool to see that. And I seen that also with a lot of other positions, you know. And you what the thing that really stands out is that, you know, you motivate each other more. You know, it's like, OK, he's doing well right now. So let him help me. You know, I need to step my game up. So now I need to get better. So it's like he, whoever wins this job. Like the world will know that it was like the best man won, like because every day we're motivating each other to be better and to be the best that we can. It's cool to hear that because I know it's some programs that don't quite have the culture that Ohio State has. You'd have guys being petty, I'm sure, you know. Yeah, I mean, I I, I would understand that. I mean, it's like it's the competitive nature, you know, you, you want to be the guy and, you know, you want to try to get a leg up on the competition in any way you can. But it's not like that at Ohio State. I mean, it's just everybody is, you know, everybody loves each other. Everybody cares about each other. And everybody want to see each other do well. And like I say, you just use it as a motivational thing. You know, if he had a great practice today, all right, I better come out tomorrow and have a better practice tomorrow. Like, that's that's the mentality that everybody has. Yeah, good to hear that. You look and then you mentioned improving the defensive scheme. And you've said on this show several times that, you know, Kerry didn't really have a chance to – maybe put in as much as he wanted to last year just because of COVID. What do you expect to see on that side of the ball? Well, I definitely (laughs) – for one, we definitely going to see a change up from cover three. (laughs) Let's pray. Like, number one. Like, that should be the number one thing. We got to come out with a a change up from just being in cover three. You know, we're going to show cover three, but we're going to play cover two. You know, we're going to show cover three, we're going to play cover one, something like that. Like it's it's that's the number one thing that has to get done. But also, you know, he got, you know, like I said, he's he's losing a corner, linebackers, you know, a safe. Uh, no, the safety's still staying. But he losing like you know he losing some key positions. You know what I'm saying? So I think for him, he just needs to get out there and get the guys reps at it, so we can see who's the best at it. You know, he needs to establish his starters, and he also needs to establish backups. Because the thing about Coach Combs and what I like about him the most is that at corner, in particularly, he loves to rotate corners. So. If you're a starter, like if you're the two starting corners, you know, mm-hmm. you're gonna get the you're gonna get the majority of the reps, but throughout the game, you know, you get tired. It is what it is. You know, it's a it's at corner, you doing you you asking us to play man to man for 70 snaps. Like we're gonna get tired. Right. And the thing about Coach Combs is he does a great job of rotating other corners in. So for him, as in Coach Combs, he wants to make sure that he gets the young guys reps so they are able to come in and play some reps in the game to get the starters a blow every now and then. So it's about building depth for him. Good. Good to hear. And, and you know, one thing, another thing that I guess Dan pointed out in his piece was this is a unit on defense. It kind of needs to find some stars. You know, there's no Bosa's, there's no Chase Young last year. There were a lot of good players on the defense, but like, You'd be hard pressed to find a star or to name a star on last year's defense. So there are a few guys you want to see emerge this year. Our, our interior D linemen was really like the focal points. I would say it was probably the stars, Tommy and and Haskell. Right, and with one of them back, that should be a guy that will be a star. And you look at guys like Zach Harrison, the five star defensive end. You know, is this the year he he makes that jump and becomes a force at defensive end? Is this his second or third year? This is his third year we're coming up on. Zach Harrison? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, he this. Oh, he gonna go lights out, then. This oh, the one. You feeling oh, good? Oh, oh, oh yeah, I'm calling it right now. This the one. Listen, that boy got dreams and aspirations of playing on the next level, and everybody like to throw up the three and oh. That means three and out. <laughs> he trying to go out here. It's like playing in the NFL on your contract year. That's kind of what this is. For right. him, it's his contract year. He got to go out there. He got to tear it up if he has any dreams of trying to, you know, go to the next level and be high draft pick and, you know, keep that rush man mentality where we put out the best defense ends every year and, yeah, for sure. He going oh, he going balls to the wall. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> you're calling it. You're calling the shot, man. Calling it. Man, man going to be an instant impact player. Watch what I say. All right. All right. You've been right a lot, man. I'd love to love it if you'd be right about this one, too. Because, <laughs> you know, Joey and Chase kind of blew up as sophomores. And I think some people kind of hoped he'd, he would do that this past season. And maybe it was COVID and, and not playing a full season or what have you. But, yeah, we, uh, we, you know, I don't throw excuses out there, but, you know, he got a, he got something. He, he got something to lean on. We'll, we'll give you that one. But this one right here, 3-0, <laughs> baby. He, listen, his mind is made up. I'm telling you. He was a – what was his star recruit? What was he a big – what was he? Was- he? He was a high five, one of the top. Oh, yeah. 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 You know, you know how these kids are nowadays. They ain't trying to do four years. They trying to play four years. They try to get to the money immediately. So he going out there. He going to play like a man possessed. I hope so, man. A lot of of fans would love to see that. The last thing Dan had in his piece that was interesting was uh, how wide open the run game is going to be. You got Master T coming back and. You know, he's got some big seasons under his belt, but, you know, some maybe criticism that he doesn't quite have the shakes. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, don't shoot the messenger. I'm just Y'all going to go stop with that, man. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> need to stop with this shakes and wiggle stuff, man. So he'll be in the mix. Uh, Trey Sermon's gone, so it'll be a little open. You got uh, Mayan Fatboy Williams, kid from Cincinnati, who, you know, came in as a three-star, got some snaps last year, looked really good in a few runs he had, and, Sound uh, like Master T when he was uh when he was backing up JK. Very similar. I think mine's got a little more shakes, though. You know, I want to oh throw God. that out there. <laughs> <laughs> uh freshman Travion Henderson's a five-star. Uh Evan Pryor, another freshman, very highly rated. So we'll be really interesting to see what shakes out there. And it could be a situation where with a younger quarterback next season, these running backs might might be leaned on a little bit more than with no Justin Fields back there. Yeah, I mean, it all, it all depends on how uh, CJ does at the quarterback position. I mean, he got this whole spring to figure it out. Um, it'd be nice if both positions are dominant. You know, it'll open up a lot of things. But, you know, in the past, Ohio State's always been a run-first team, you know, and it's it's always been successful for us. If you can run the ball, you can do a lot. So that CJ would definitely love to have a dominant running back and with all those with all the talent that you just named, I mean, you should be able to pick your poison. You know, we got one, we got a running back who can is a bruiser. I guess that's what y'all want to label since he has quote unquote no shakes. So yeah, he's a bruiser. Yeah. Yeah, he's, then we got we got a kid who's small, but he is got the shakes. And then we got two freshman phenoms that's coming in that's supposed to be able to do everything. So it will be very interesting to see what who gets the nod. I think I think uh, ultimately, you know, since Master Teague has been there and um, he's done a great job for us. Um, obviously, I believe he's going to get the the nod as starter with a bunch of rotating uh, players coming in. I think they're going to be a running back by committee. 
And, and you know how well it works as, you know, as well as anyone. If you could, you could be the most talented runner in the world with the, with the ball in your hands, but if you can't pick up a blitz, <laughs> you're not going to play much, you know? Yeah. It's a, it, it's a lot that comes with the position and that picking up blitz thing. It, it's tricky because it, the defense does a great job of disguising. One thing I always applauded Zeke on is that he had the ability to pick up a blocker. You know, it's if I was a quarterback at Ohio State and I seen uh, number 15 standing next to me and I knew he had to pass block, I was pretty – I was confident. You know, I was like, okay, I know I know, I got at least an extra second because that man used to make every block and it was amazing. Yeah, he used to block with violence. I mean, as good of a runner as he was, he his his pass blocking in the backfield was insane. Yeah, well, I'd love to see. It. We gotta. We're getting optimistic. We're talking about all the good things to come, like you know, kids on you know approaching Christmas morning. But there's some trouble in in Hoopsland right now, <laughs> to say the least. Buckeyes have now lost three in a row. Of course, they lost that lost a five point game to Michigan on the 21st. It was a good mm. game, really good mm. game. Two good. It teams. was. It was a good game, man. They kind of lost it in the end, but it is what it is. Four days later, lost at Michigan State, 71 ah! 67. I know that hurts you. It hurt my heart, man. It really did. <laughs> Chris Holtman got ejected, got two technicals in that one, and mm. I felt bad for him because that's I'm pretty sure that's the only Big Ten venue he's never won in. And uh, is, is, is Michigan State. Yeah, that's man, I'm pretty forget sure. Forget Michigan State, man. Gosh. I know. So he got teed up twice, and there were some curiously bad calls. Now, I'm not a typical guy. It's like the ref suck. That's not what I like to do. But, man, they were pretty pretty awful that night. They took away a three-pointer that Dwayne Washington had and whatever. So, And then uh, on Sunday, Iowa came to town and, and beat the Buckeyes 73-57. to 57. Yeah, that one was bad. <laughs> that, that one was bad. It, it was like they folded their cards on that one. It was, Just a, yeah, I mean, awful performance. Season low, 57 points. This is Ohio State team that had won 10 of 11. Hadn't even lost two in a row until this point. Now they got a three-game skid. They got a couple guys banged up and C.J. Walker and Kyle Young. One final regular season game to go. Number four, Illinois. That's a big one. Yeah, it sure is. Listen, listen. I did, that's one. This game coming up is the one that it's just like, listen, we got to get back on track with this one. It would be, you know, it would definitely lift the spirits heading into the tournament, man. It would it would definitely it's the momentum that they need it would prove it would make us fans more comfortable i would say you know right now oh, yeah right now we're kind of in a panic like okay like three in a row that's pretty bad then especially the way they lost the last one it's kind of like ah like was we was we gassing them too early like what what's the problem like is this right. the real team what's going on so and Illinois coming off that big win that they just had, you know, it's it would be nice for them to get find a way to get it. That that should be like the the theme of the week for them, like find a way to get it done. No, at all costs, we got to get this game and we got to win this game for sure. Can't go into the postseason on a four game skid. You're right. So the game Saturday, four p.m. at the shot. Uh, Bucks took the previous meeting against Illinois, eighty-seven to eighty-one, on January tenth. But man, the Illini have been really hot lately. Just beat the doors off of Michigan at Michigan on Tuesday night. So good. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you. I knew you'd like that. Good. And, and we got that Big Ten tourney creeping up, man. First two games are next Wednesday night. 
They announced yesterday that 8,000 fans will be allowed to attend the game. Their games are going to be played at Lucas Oil Stadium. So, really? Uh, yeah, they're trying like to the football field. Yeah, yeah. Uh, How is that? Really? <laughs> I guess, you know, pick a big building and let 8,000 people in and spread them out. I think that's what they're trying to do. That's what the world has come to. This tournament is insane, man. Ohio State's currently a five seed for this tournament. If, if, if play stopped today based on the standings, they're a five seed for the Big Ten tournament, yet they're projected as a number two seed for the NCAA tournament. Like, go, that's how good the Big Ten is. Yeah, right it, now. It, the Big Ten, wow, right? <laughs> it's insane. You know, I was, what I realized, I, this is random, but I was, I was looking at Gonzaga and I'm like, they 20, they, 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 they undefeated like this. And they like everybody on Twitter. I put it out like, is they really that good, or is, should I believe the hype? And they like, ah, if they was in the Big Ten, they would never be. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because it kind of sounds like how SEC fans feel exactly. about football teams. Like, so it's like, so if you want football, quote unquote, even though the Big Ten is fine, but you know, stereotypical, you would go to the SEC. So for basketball, you would go to the Big Ten. I got you. It is funny like that, man. It's a very same attitude, very similar attitude, man. Like, no, they get roughed up in the Big Ten. They, <laughs> they don't want to play up here. They don't want none of this smoke. So Bucks tracking is a five seed. Uh, that's uh, not great because it means they're not going to get a double bye. And this is, again, a tournament where you might have one easy game and the rest of them are going to be wars. So right now they're projected to face the winner of Northwestern and Penn State early next Thursday evening. So want to tune in for that and cheer them on but again first they gotta gotta get that w against illinois at the, at the shot this weekend and be be really big to enter the postseason on a winning yeah. streak yeah so. right now they can't even they shouldn't even be thinking about the big 10 tournament you or, can't or NCAA, no. none of that they they need to be thinking about illinois that's it <laughs> yeah yeah they need to they need to like come up with like a wooden uh we got the wooden turtle for football, man. They need, <laughs> they need like a, a wooden possum or something for basketball. A get, wooden get a, possum. Get a, go on, a trash panda, man. Get a raccoon. A wooden raccoon. Let's do it. Hey, I was on Instagram, man, and I saw uh, our dude Chase Young posing. Uh, he's in. He uh, out I, here, ain't he? he he's posing with a, a, a Rolls Royce Phantom. He living good. Ain't he living good? <laughs> oh my God! God is good, ain't he? Now, how ha, have you? First of all, have you ever been in a Rolls Royce? <laughs> Not only have I been in it, Jason. Oh, you're about I to have. you're about to big time me now, Listen, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Not only have I been in it, I've I've drove in one. What? Yeah, you know, you know. So let me let me talk about this. So. The first time I rode in one was actually my rookie year in Seattle. So we were staying at the hotel for training camp. And, you know, as a freshman, I mean, not a freshman golly, <laughs> as a rookie, <laughs> as a rookie, you know, you ain't got no whip out. You ain't got no car out there. So you either take the bus that they provide or you just catch a ride with, with one of the teammates that got a car. And fortunately, I got a ride with None other than the Earl Thomas. And Earl Thomas so happened to have a Rolls Royce. So oh, I rode man. in and I'm like, man, this ride pretty smooth, man. Like, you know, it's a, you know, as a, as a, what am I, 22 at the time, 22, 23 at the time? Like, man, you know, this ride smooth. I ain't never been in one of these. I think the nicest car I've ever been in is like, like a box Chevy or something. <laughs> so, a slightly better there with yeah, the Rolls you know, Royce. A box Chevy, something like that. You know what I'm saying? So we, you know, riding smooth. Fast forward, 
I, the time I got to drive one was um, my last year in San Fran. Everybody knows that uh, me and Sherm is, well, we're, we're, we're ex-co-workers. I don't like to call us friends because we're not friends. The only reason we <laughs> even talk to each other to this day is because both of our wives are like best friends. So uh, that's why. It, so I have to talk to him because Lauren talks to her. That's how I look at it. Okay. Sherm, if you listen to this show, you agree. Anyways, so... <laughs> Uh, I'm in San Fran and Sherm so happened to have a Rolls Royce and I I ended up staying with him at his place for like the last two weeks of the season because I didn't want to pay no rent you know and mm-hmm. he was friends with my wife so you know they his wife allowed us to stay there not him his wife allowed us to stay there but that's another story so I was dry uh, I, we I would drive him to and from practice because you know, he was nice enough to let me stay at his place. So I would drive us to practice and he had a Rolls Royce. So I was, I drove the thing, you know, man, I got behind the wheel of that bad boy. <laughs> we, what's listen, it like? Oh, first of all, the ride real smooth, real smooth. It's like, it's like you float. It's good. And then it got like a V12 engine in it, man. So I'm like, let me, you know, it's early in the morning. We we, we on our way to, to the facility. Me and him like to get up at six and go. And, you know, Cali time. Ain't nobody up at six. Highway wide open. Boom. I'm hitting it. I'm doing it. I ain't, I mean, I ain't speeding too crazy. You know, I just you want to test it. You know, you got to see how the car go. It, it just glide, man. It was real smooth. He had the stars in it and everything. It was it was a very nice experience. You know, I, it's one of those things that I highly recommend that everybody at least go test drive one if you can, just to see how it feels. It's very smooth. Are there, is there anything in the car that like normal cars don't have? Like, is it giving you like a, like a seat massager or they're like, is there a brandy bottle that comes out? Or I, mean, I think it might actually did have it. I'm not really sure. I didn't, I didn't experiment with all that. You know, I just, the, the thing that fascinated me the most was the way the door closed. It's like a button you just hitting and like you hold it and the door just closed. It was kind of crazy. Well, yeah. <laughs> it was kind of crazy. I don't know that I'll ever have a chance to drive one. So I gotta, I gotta, I gotta go, soak all this up, man. Go tell, go tell Chase Young that you want to <laughs> Let me just take it around the block. Wait, he's let me a borrow your what, what does he care? I, I just want to take it around the corner. That's all. I ain't I'm going right down the street and coming right back. I, ain't, I promise. I'm going to give that a try. We'll, I'll let you know what happens. But yeah, he's a, you know, he's got a $35 million contract, all of it guaranteed, $22 million signing bonus. He can afford this car, which is, you know, a $455,000 car, basically. Must be nice. How much would you want to make before you, you, splurged on something like that <laughs> listen to me jason it'd be a lot of things that has to be done first it's, it's just a lot of things i gotta take care of first i have to make sure my house is paid off i gotta make sure that my wife has a great vehicle and a good one that's safe enough for her and my daughter you know just in case any bad thing happens i have to make sure that Leliana's college fund is put to the side this is a lot yeah make sure that my parents my mom is good everything she she ain't struggling nothing then and only then i would then get a car like that but i wouldn't buy it new see sherm taught me that sherm had two of them since i met him and he so, had to, and I think he sold both of them. But he always told me, if you ever buy one of these, make sure you buy it used. <laughs> so that I wouldn't be paying what Chase is paying anyways. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're doing that, you probably save a lot of money getting them used. Cars are depreciating assets. And, and let's, let me ask you a follow-up. 
if you had the money and you were a first rounder and you, you know, got Chase's money and you bought this car for yourself, what would you have to buy your wife to make it fair? <laughs> Lawrence, you, you, can't, Lawrence, you can't roll up in a Honda and be like, here's your car, honey. I got the boat. <laughs> Laura's dream car is uh, a Bentley truck. Uh, All right, was, yeah, very like, affordable. Oh, Bentley, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but she would. She said, "But right now, in the realistic world, her favorite thing is like a is a navigator." Okay, it's, uh, that's it's about her. Yeah, somebody. When I first met her, it was an Escalade, but now it's something about a navigator. I don't know what it's about. What the, what she got going on? But for like the past, I don't know, year or two, it's just been navigator, navigator, navigator. So we'll see, man. To have that kind of money and to say, do I really want to buy one of these? And I'll I'll never know about I it, mean, man. My my boy D Lee was on the show. He got a a, a Ferrari or something like. He need to let me take that for a spin. I promise. Yeah. I now that I'm going on the highway. I I'll be like, listen, I ain't going around the corner. I'm going on the highway with this. <laughs> See if you can borrow his Ferrari and then ask Kerry Combs if you can drive it out of the tunnel for the spring game. They would never let me do nothing <laughs> like that. And who you think I am? <laughs> the president of the United States? Why <laughs> can let me do that? Oh, man, I feel you. It's hashtag Ask Tyvis. Your chance to ask the world's coolest dude questions about Ohio State football, the NFL, food, bad jersey numbers, the meaning to life, or whatever. Tweet us at NoCapAllPod or email us at NoCapPod at 11warriors.com to have your questions answered by Tyvis Powell on air. Man, we big time now. I, I was about to say, man, well, look at this. That's, that's what we doing now. Look at this, boy. The show must be doing good. We are big time. Yeah, it was either that voice or we. I was going to get a British dude to say it, man, which would have been funnier. So maybe maybe we'll have to fit, we'll, we'll, right. mix, mix in some accents, get like an Irish cat. You're going for three. Yeah, that would definitely be kind of funny. I'm not going to lie. I would, I would get a nice laugh every week off of that. New segment, Ask Tyvis. You heard the intro, and we got a good question for the first one. This comes from Alex Tuggle, and he wants to know, how does life at the Woody Hayes compare to life at a pro facility? Are food, snacks, and things like that unlimited at each facility? And then he wants to know, as an athlete, what did you actually have to pay for out of pocket? Any gear, supplements, and I'm assuming he wants to know both places. Okay. <laughs> That's actually a really good question. Um, life at the Woody Hayes is is pretty good, actually. <laughs> life there is really good um, due to the staff that they have. You know, you got Coach Mick. You know, he always has a does a great job of getting you hyped up. So, you know, like days we have like early morning practices or stuff like that. And you'd be kind of tired getting in there. But his staff just got so much energy that they meet you at the door and they like right. for, hol- for holidays, they be having Santa Claus in there. It's, it's hilarious. So it's like it gets you hyped up for the day and it gets you a good smile on your face. It puts you in like a good mood, you know, to get ready to do what you want to do. You know, in the NFL, it's not like that. Obviously, honestly, it's not like a, a huge uh, family atmosphere. I guarantee you ain't no strength coaches really doing what they're doing because they were insane at Ohio State. But it was fun. Um. At a pro facility, like I say, it's not like that. Uh, they, I mean, you see the strength coaches, they, you know, they got a little juice, but it ain't Ohio State's juice. It ain't, they ain't got like Santa Claus coming out to say hi to you and take a picture with you and stuff like that. Uh, as far as the food goes, I mean, 
Yes, the food and snacks are unlimited. At um, both places, right? At the WAC and in the pros, right? Yeah, it's, the snacks is unlimited for sure. Now, the food, uh, you always, it's a scheduled time. So, you know, they, they serve breakfast, they serve you lunch, and then after practice, you get the, they serve you dinner, or you, and then you get a snack to go. So you get essentially four meals. Uh, at the at the pro facility, you get breakfast, um, you get lunch, and then you if you're still there, you get dinner. Dinner is served at like six o'clock, five thirty, six o'clock. So What's the pro always, food like? Is it is it good? Yeah, yeah, it's all good. Hold on, now. Ohio State's food is good too. Like, it's really good. It's top because I mean Ohio State is a top of the line program, so the food is definitely real good. Uh, it's nothing really bad. Um, the thing, the pro food is, it's all good. I mean, it's it's. I think it's all like as far as health goes, it's all healthy food. Um, like you can't really. I mean, you could request like a burger, like at San Fran. You could. They had like these double cheeseburgers, bison meat, or something like that. It was woo wee. It was better than In and Out. But <laughs> that's another story. But yeah, the food is all you know, relatively healthy. Um, I lose a lot of weight eating it. I tell you that. Um, if you don't like what's on the menu, so every day they do have like a like a menu, a certain type of food. So like one day is Mexican day, uh, next day is like Chinese stuff like that. If you don't like that, you could always go to like the the grill, and they have like sandwiches, and then they have like salads. So you can make a they have make you a salad. They can make you like a turkey sandwich or something like that. And those are all good. Uh, San Fran they had this tuna melt, and it was whoo. That dude need to he need to uh, <laughs> he need to put that out because that that tuna melt he made, boy, whoo, and knock your socks off. Man, I love tuna melts. That's a little a little hidden fact about Jason. <laughs> I love tuna melts. And then as far as what did we actually pay for out of pocket? Like as far as now supplements. You have to get your own supplements. I mean, but you the thing about supplements, so you will go buy the supplements and before you take it, you will come back and you will ask the nutritionist, like, is this approved? Like, because you don't want to take something and then take a drug test and then you positive for, for PEDs or something like that. Right. So you will always have to before you like after you buy it or before you buy, it, you have to ask the nutritionist, like, does this like meet the regulations and all the stuff? That's where a lot of people get caught up in. Me, they have some stuff at the at the facility. They just got like Gatorade ones. So you got like the, you know, the Gatorade protein shakes and stuff like that, the recovery, stuff like that. That that's where I stay, because I know that's good. I ain't miss sure. I ain't never took no supplements because I ain't about to fail no drug tests over <laughs> no supplements or something like that. So none of that. Um as far as gear goes, I mean, huh. I mean, you get the hoodies, you get the team hoodies and all that stuff. And as far as like football, like football gear, like cliques, gloves and stuff like that, uh, you know, obviously, obviously, Ohio State is sponsored by Nike. So it's all has to be Nike. No matter. It ain't no you. Nike is what it's going to be. <laughs> if you if you're the Adidas person, you shouldn't have picked that school. Uh, they have. Typically, Ohio State keeps all the the newest uh, gloves and cleats that came out that year. So um, you have to just choose off of the new stuff that came out that Nike gives out. I mean, I, they keep a little bit of the old stuff. So, for example, 
when I was at Ohio State, they had the uh, new vapors. They had the new vapors, and then they had the vapors that everybody loved. You know, the ones back in the day that everybody still say is the best clique to ever come out. So when the new ones came out, you know, I tried them out. And I'm like, eh, I don't really like these. I like the old ones. So you would go back to EQ, my boy Kev. You'd be like, Kev, let me get let me get some of these cliques. Now, Ohio State, as long as you had a pair of cliques to trade in, you could get some new cliques. And if they had your size, obviously, honestly, obviously, they would give it to you. As far as the NFL goes, you know, they're sponsored by Nike. And the only way you could get out of wearing Nike is if you're, you know, sponsored by Adidas or Jordan or something like that. And a little fun fact about that is, so when the Jordans came, when the Jordan cliques came out, it's hilarious because I see everybody do this. So if you want to, if you want to go in the game and you want to wear Jordan cliques, but you're not like sponsored by Jordan, you have to put tape over the Jordan logo to Whoa. wear it. So if you ever like go back and watch or see a guy who you know is not sponsored by Jordan, you'll see, you look at his cleat, he probably got some tape over the Jordan logo. Wherever the logo at, it's tape over it because you can't wear that because you'll get fined if you do. That's amazing. Oh. So there are people in the NFL that are paid to just monitor what you wear in terms of sponsors. Yeah, stuff. we call them the fashion police. Well, I, I, <laughs> I know, I know, you know, some of the sock stuff. I know they got a, NFL has got a reputation for that, but I didn't know yeah, it got to that level like the Jordans and everything. Yeah, you got to So you got to mess with the fashion police. You got to mess with them. You got to you got to go out for warm ups. You got to go out with your socks all the way down. <laughs> Get them <laughs> like all nervous. Your, your stuff ain't strapped up. You know? <laughs> just, just make sure you just in the wrong. <laughs> but the thing about it is in the NFL, they will come up to you after the pregame warm up and they will tell you, like, you need to fix this, this and that. And what? that's your warning. Like, if you do it, cool. You ain't got to worry about no fine. But if you choose not to do it, then you're going to get the fine. What's the fine like? Do you have any idea how much it is? I I ain't never had one, Jason. Too smart, <laughs> Too smart for that, weren't you? Too yeah, smart for nah, that. It ain't that deep. Yeah, it no. ain't that deep for me. <laughs> but I I think I think it was like uh I want to say it was like $6,500 or something like that. Oh my goodness. Something like it yeah, it's it, it's crazy. It, it's crazy. I'm not a don't quote me on the numbers, but it's something petty like that. Yeah, man. Really fascinating stuff. Really good question, Alex. Thanks for uh, for sending that in. And uh, if you got one of your own you want to ask Tyvis, uh, email us, tweet us, tweet Tyvis. I don't care how you get it to us. Uh, he's got good answers. As you can tell, there's a lot of cool things to talk about. So keep those coming. Alabama is planning to have full capacity for football games this year. It, oh, really? Yeah. I love to see that. I think we all would. You, you know, we're we're up here in the north. We're a little slower, a little more hesitant <laughs> on this stuff. So let's take a step back and ask this question: Do you think Ohio State will play all of their football games on the scheduled dates this season? So do you think they'll play all twelve regular season games on the dates they're currently scheduled? I would like to say yes because I feel like you know they will have. Uh, a better plan this year, but the way that the the COVID is still spreading, I think it's highly unlikely. It just depends on it depends on how. I'm gonna say no. I'm just gonna say no. We're, we're gonna play. I'm gonna play it safe and say probably not. It's gonna be some games that's gonna get postponed and rescheduled. I All don't right. think they're gonna do the same thing where they're going to 
if the game gets canceled, then that's it. They like they're not gonna make it up. I think they're gonna allow them to make up games this season, but I don't think that it, it, it just depends on where COVID is by the time the season starts. And you know, it likes to surge, it likes to die down, then it likes to surge back up. And you know, it's it's gonna be hard to have all kids or these college players like quarantine themselves and not get COVID and not have an outbreak. So that's that's the problem with it. Yeah. All right. That's a very sensible answer. I, I personally think they do play all their games on all their scheduled dates. I, I'm feeling really, I mean, we talked about earlier in the show, I'm just feeling really optimistic right now. And I think that, uh, I think, you know, I think this is finally, again, we, we, this is the year we finally start piling up some W's instead of L's, you know, uh, I don't I know. You, I tell you what, I hope they play that last game of the season. <laughs> oh, buddy, buddy, you're telling me. They got off the hook, didn't get 100 dropped on them, and that's the luckiest day of their lives. Yeah, we got robbed of something special last year. Truly, truly did. Other news around college football, Tom Herman to Chicago. On Monday, the Bears announced he was hired as an offensive analyst slash special projects coach. Would you look at the... Mm-hmm. Man, it went from college to the NFL. Would you look at that? Yeah, he had his own pro day too, I guess, man. Made that jump. <laughs> he was at Texas for four years, went 32 and 18, got fired in January. But, man, he walked away with $15 million from Texas. So he's not broke. <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's uh, worried about where his next meal is going to come from. Um, that's the thing about coaching, though. You know, it's like I said in the previous episode, I, you just you want to be good, not great. You just want to be good so you can keep getting paid. You know, if they fire you, they still got to pay you. Yeah, absolutely. Can you see him coming back to college, or is this something where maybe he sticks in the NFL? Do you have a prediction here? I think, you know, I think for him, I think he probably just wants to stay in the NFL. I think um, in college, he's won a national championship as an OC. Mm-hmm. He's uh, He's been a head coach. He was successful at Houston. He did decent with Texas. You know, so I think he's, it's kind of like, you know, I did college already. You know, I want to do the next obstacle, or the next hurdle, which would be the NFL. And I just think he wants to see how how good he could be in the NFL, you know, probably try to move from where he's at to into probably a position coach, probably quarterbacks, and then move from there to OC and then from OC to head coach. Will be interesting to watch. I've always thought, and tell me if I'm wrong or right here, but I always thought you had more job security in college, especially if you're like in an Ohio State or Alabama where the staff's not getting fired every three years. (laughs) I think you got more job security at some of the better schools in college. And I think – the other side of that coin is if you're in the NFL, you don't have to recruit, man. You get some of your life back. <laughs> yeah, that definitely is a a great point, right? <laughs> that that recruiting thing is is something serious. You know, you just gotta take what you can get in the NFL, and you definitely get to spend more time with your kids. But if you ain't producing, I mean, it's tough. at the end of the season, you'll be up out of there. So you know, you gotta. It's never a. a it's never a moment where you you have job security, you know. So you're always looking over your shoulder at NFL. Absolutely. Last item this week around college football and college sports. Our good buddy Les Miles, currently <laughs> coach at Kansas, uh, allegedly, and I want to use that word really. Yeah, big. please. You, that's serious. A- allegedly, serious. allegedly, we don't know this is true, but allegedly, 
He's one horny dude. <laughs> There's a full report coming out from LSU later today. Uh, it was, you know, LSU conducted an investigation with a law firm, Taylor Porter, and it's some of the stuff he'd done down there when he was the coach. And he, again, he was a coach at LSU from 2005 to 2016. USA Today kind of got wind of this and, and uh, sued to get these records. So it's finally rolling out. And this mm. is a report that's saying that Miles was accused of texting female students, accused of taking female students to his mm. condo alone. Mm, <laughs> okay, yeah, buddy, yeah. not good. Oh, my God. Accused <laughs> of making female students feel uncomfortable. On at least one occasion, he's accused of kissing a student and mm. su- suggested they get a hotel room. Whoo, I know. <sighs> Man, and, this is this is this is serious, <laughs> man. Like, this, yeah, wow. Accused uh, of saying female students who helped the football team lure recruits needed to be attractive, blonde, and fit, and it got so bad that LSU ordered him to stop hiring student employees to babysit at his condo, and he wasn't allowed to be alone with student. You know, student employees at the university, and then he had to attend sessions with an attorney, kind of getting this sorted out and some counseling and whatnot. And according to the report that's going to come out, Miles strongly denied kissing the girl and said he did nothing wrong. He was simply mentoring young women. Well, uh, this is, you know, this is one of the things that. <laughs> I, I I really don't want to comment on because I need to. This is such a serious allegation that I like. I need to. I need the whole factual truth out. I don't want to. <laughs> you know, I don't want to really jump the gun no, on this. I, I, I need to. I need to tr- fully see like what where this plays out to really give my my uh, opinion on it. But the way it sounds, it's just it's not good. It's really really not good i don't i don't know what's gonna come from this <laughs> i really don't but this if that is true man yeah we don't want to cook man. We, we don't want to cook the guy if this is all just allegations but at some point if there's multiple people making allegations it doesn't look great and if this is true again it's a big if here we don't know you and i yeah, certainly don't hopefully i i pray not i'm afraid that this is not true but man if, if it is true he's the horniest coach in college football he got, I, yeah, i'm so willing he, to go there i'm willing to go there <laughs> he got something so wrong something yeah. you only for what though like like it's less miles like why he uh, why he need to do that anyway though like yeah dude he's got to be making bank i mean Go to a bar, find a 35, 35-year-old <laughs> 35 lady that you like and, and, and take her to dinner and quarter and, and and you don't need to be hitting on students when you're in your 50s. Yeah, like, like <laughs> that, what's happened to the old-fashioned way? Like, you know, you you go out, you at the grocery store or something like that and you meet a young, you meet a, a not a young, you meet somebody of your age yes. or around your age. <laughs> that, yes. that, that, that's a respectable age. And you know you you know you ask her for her her name first of all, mm-hmm. you know you, you try to you 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 say you want to get to know her you know I, right. I, just, I really want to get to know you as a person you know I, I care about your life you know I, I, you are a very attractive young lady you know let's I like to see where this thing between us go you know so you mm-hmm. you take her out on a date 
you know, y'all spend time talking. You can't really take her to a movie. That's don't don't go to a movie because you can't talk during the movie. You gotta go somewhere where you actually have a conversation with them. You find out about their life, you find out about their morals, and then if you if you like those things, you 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 tend to move forward. <laughs> and then you become next thing you know, y'all start dating. And then they, then that's you know that then things you know progress into whatever it turns out to be you know that that's that's the the old fashioned type is power way you know that's how I was raised you know that's how so me and Lauren took no, it oh we yeah we were really slow with this thing smart <laughs> smart the right way the good way and, and and this Les Miles a Michigan grad I mean a lot of people know that but he terrible, was terrible life decision but go ahead yeah Ohio guy that went to Michigan so that was his <laughs> first mistake but yeah he was when he first got there he was fifty one. When he left there, he was 62. So he, he's not, you know what, a young cat. I mean, these are 19, 18, 20-year-old young women. And I don't know, man, rule of thumb, don't try to date someone that could be your granddaughter's age. I don't just, yeah. That right. would be, yeah, that, that would be nice. <laughs> if you, you know, people, but you know, people do, they, you know, they, you can't really, you can't really, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? You don't know who you're going to fall in love with. You know, it's just people tend to to cling with with different people. I don't know. I Lauren is older than me. Lauren's three months, I think. Yeah, three months older than uh, me. So yeah, it doesn't. Count. I went for I went for older. Yeah, yeah. She <laughs> she robbing the cradle, man. What's she doing over there? But uh, yeah, less. Uh, don't know if this is true, but if it's true, you're creepy and super horny. So I hope for your sake, it's not true. <laughs> It's yeah. time for Wax Stories. You know what we do. Tyvis shares an epic story from his days as a Buckeye, bringing you inside the nation's premier college football program. Okay, so this this story actually ties into uh, spring football. I was going to say, don't, don't say less miles. No, I ain't, no. <laughs> I ain't got nothing to do with that. I ain't got nothing to do with none of that. <laughs> But this has to do with spring football. So this would be the year. So that was 2013. Coach Ash was hired in 2014. So this would be the spring of 2014. So it's our first day of practice, right? So we got a new coach. You know, he changed the whole defensive scheme. You know, we went from like a cover three team to a quarters team. You know, mm-hmm. it, it sounded very interesting. It looked good. It sounded simple on paper. But it's like, you know, you never know how – how simple the defense is until you put it in action. So, you know, defense is excited to get out there, you know, especially me and Vaughn. Me and Vaughn, the two starting safeties at the time. So we get out there, first practice. I go, we're going through warm-up. You know, it's juice. We juiced the warm-up, you know, let's get it going. <laughs> so we get almost done through warm-ups, and I get like a little tingle in my leg, like in my right leg. And I'm like, that's kind of strange. Like, wow, okay. But, I, you know, I ain't, I ain't – it don't matter to me. I'm, like, I'm about to go out here. And I'm about to do my thing. I ain't worried about it. You know, I, I didn't fought through. I didn't play through broken wrists and all type of stuff. So I'm cool. Right. So we get out there and we get to like seven on seven period. <laughs> we get to seven on seven. And I'm talking to Vaughn. I'm like, Vaughn, man, my leg like kind of funny acting. Like it feel kind of weird. But Vaughn like, hey, bro, just, you just got to keep going through it. All right. So, so, so we go out there. We do a seven on seven. And Vaughn breaks up this pass. Very great play. I mean, he broke on it, broke it up. Boom. And he, like, jumped in there and he landed, like, kind of funny. So when he got up, <laughs> when he got up, we go back in the huddle. <laughs> he, like, 
Tyrus, my leg is hurt. I said, you too hurt. He said, no, like, I think I really messed my leg up. I said, well, you better tell, tell Coach Ash. So, so we, we both say, hey, Coach Ash, like, I, hey, we, we finished our set because, like, okay, as a starter, starters get, like, four plays, the twos get three, and then the starters go back out again. So we on our three-play break. And we like, coach, man, like our legs is killing us. Like we, we can barely move. <laughs> we can barely move. He's like, oh, don't be a punk. Y'all get out there. Practice is almost over. Just finish the practice. Y'all go, go look at the trainers after practice. Don't be a punk. I love we it. We like, oh my God. <laughs> All right. So so we get back out there. We finish practice. Like it went, me and Vi really wasn't doing that well after after this happened. So we get through practice. We go, we both in the training room. <laughs> so Vine. Come to find out, Vine got like a, I can't remember if he like tore his meniscus or he tore his MCL. One of the two. I forget which one it is, but he like, man, he was messed up. So Vine was out. He was out for the rest of spring. Me, I had a sports hernia. <laughs> so they like, Tyrus, just finish spring and we'll get you the surgery after spring. I'm like, ain't that about nothing? <laughs> ain't that nothing? They gonna let him, they let mine get out of it and they gonna make me keep going. I'm like, that's pretty messed up. How, but, how's that How's that feel? Is that, is that crazy The pain? sports hernia? Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's, listen, every practice, I was good till about, about halfway through and then my leg would just go out and it'd just be tough to do anything. Like, just move, period. It's like your whole leg just starts tingling. It's like a whole, it's like a tingling feeling in my whole right side of my leg. And I'm just like, man, I thought like I just like maybe my groin was messed up or something, but it's just like the whole leg just went out. Mm. So I I finished it. I finished the practices. <laughs> I finished the practices every day. They would try to, you know, make me stretch good and like give me like some uh, Advil or something like that. And that that kind of helped a little bit. It helped me get go a little bit longer. But like once them pills wore out, it was on. But the funniest part is, I seen. So I I had to practice. If you don't practice at Ohio State, you got to go to the pit. <laughs> and the pit is made for the people. Sounds not fun. I'm just yeah, saying. It's that not. Right now. Listen, the pit is for people who who might be hurt. <laughs> you think you hurt. Or you just don't feel like practicing. So they put you in the pit. And the pit is worse than practice because they made them go to the sand pit outside. And like, so it's a sand pit. And they had to take a 45 pound plate and they had to dig a hole, <laughs> had to dig a hole with it. And once they did that, once they dug the hole with the plate, they put, they put the sand back in it. Made a move to another spot and dig another hole with the place. I'm like, I ain't no way in the world. <laughs> I'd rather go practice. I'd rather go practice. If Bob would come to, we after practice over, he would come to the huddle like when we calling it up every day. He just be saying, they just they called him the sand man. It was hilarious, man. <laughs> but yeah, that that's it. 2014 was a. A rough spring practice, but, you know, me and Coach Ash got closer that year. That's when I really started to trust Coach Ash because I had just met the guy. And that's when I realized that he was really a smart coach because he, like, gave me tips on things to look for on the offense and that alert me what was possibly to come. And it was good that I got to finish the spring, even though, you know, I wasn't 100%. You know, I still was effective and still made plays, but – yeah, it was it was a good experience. It was one of those things I'll never forget. Man, a crazy story. And how'd that year end for you guys? 
We won the national championship. There we go. There we go. There Bro, we it go. was all worth it. It was all you know, people don't know what you gotta go through. You gotta go through some things, you know, some adverse time. It taught me how to play through pain. <laughs> yeah, love that. It's going for three, our weekly roast of the Michigan Wolverines. We talked earlier on the show about Illinois beating Michigan down in basketball Tuesday night. Line A 76, number two, Michigan 53 in Ann Arbor. Did you know, Tyvis, that's the largest home loss for a team ranked in the AP top two since 1995, 26 years ago? Good. <laughs> Isn't that nice? Good. I'm glad it happened to them because they should they should have been boasting and bragging. They, been, they thought that they was that deal, man. And they really just went out there and got just. They just wiped the floor with it. It was actually, I'm not going to lie, I was kind of shocked. But then I really wasn't because then I thought about who, what school it was and what they known for and stuff like that. So <laughs> it really isn't that shocking that it happened. But, you know, it was it was always great to see it. Put a smile on my face, I tell you that. Me too, man. They, they can't even be elite at the one sport we're trying to <laughs> let them be elite at. We're like, we took football from them. We're like, okay, you guys go over there and be a basketball school. And they're like, okay, we'll do that. And they look good for a long time. And just get dusted on their home court. Still a good team. Uh, Going to be dangerous in the Big Ten and NCAA tournament. But they can't escape that, man. That was a drubbing at home. They also got a five-star commit last week. Will Johnson, class of 22 cornerback from suburban Detroit. 6'3", 190. His dad, Deion Johnson, played corner for the Michigan in the 1990s. It's a legit, legit prospect. Probably the, one of the better kids they've gotten in a couple years here. Number pl- 11 ranked player nationally from 24-7 sports. And I know he's a guy that Ohio State wanted. Big get for Harbaugh on that team, but are they going to ruin him? <laughs> well, the good thing is, you know, they finally realized that they should stop you know, recruiting out of Connecticut. That that <laughs> so, you know, this shows that they, you know, at least they trying to get on the right path, you know what I'm saying, to get where they want to go. Now hopefully, you know, hopefully he does pretty decently for him. I hope they don't ruin his career. You know, he has six three as a six three corner. I mean he got a lot of potential. That's a good size right like, there, huh? I don't I don't really blame him for going there because I mean your father went there and you're from there. Right. Like, I get that. Like, I get that. But I mean, you really are passing on an opportunity to um, really take your game to the next level by not coming to Ohio State, you know, with the resume that we have. But like I said, I get it. You know, hopefully, you know, he makes them, you know, pretty good team. You know, hopefully instead of us beating them 100 to nothing, you know, maybe he'll make it 99 to nothing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are, you, are they going to give him a baby name? They're going to call him like Baby, baby Sherman or something. See, they, they see if they do that. If that report comes out, Baby they, Woodson, they, they didn't ruin them. They gonna ruin them. Don't don't do that. He need to just be whoever he is. That's it. Yeah, I love this because it gives their fans hope. I mean, they'd give it up on football. Their coach just took a pay cut. <laughs> they, they were in a bad spot. So now they got a little bit of hope again. We could dash it pretty soon, but. You know, there's a decent chance he'll finish his career playing for another head coach. I mean, as long as he's good for that, I'm sure he is. Because, like you said, his dad went there. He's a legacy, so he probably cares about Michigan more than the head coach. But uh, yeah, he's that's life. This is that's that's what he signed up for. So you know, you got to be ready for all things. But I do think that you know, I don't think the the coach really bothers him. I think he just wants to 
Uh, he probably grew up, you know, with all the gear on and always wanted to go there. And he just wanted to do everything he can to try to make the program a better program. And, you know, hopefully, you know, I'm, I hope he does well. I, all jokes aside, I hope he does well and makes it to the NFL and, you know, have a great career. I would never wish bad on somebody's career. But, you know, like I say, I think he's just going to take it from us winning 100 to nothing to 99 to nothing. Yeah, don't get hurt. Have a good career. Just go 0-3 or 0-4 against Ohio State and get out of there. <laughs> That's right. what you want to see. And That's don't don't call yourself the baby anything. Just be <laughs> you. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Man, I had a good time on this uh on this episode, buddy. Yeah, it's always been we we've been really doing well lately, man. I I like our vibes. We're grooving. Hey, thanks for joining us on this episode of No Cap. We will see you next week.